Hello there. Welcome to the Beloved Son Ministry Show, where we who were once only the prodigal children now dare believe that we really are the beloved children of the Father. This Father who has loved us with an everlasting love. So now, let us come together, yes, in all of our brokenness, in all of our woundedness, but also in all of our belovedness, to share with one another the impact God has had on our lives and the impact that He continues to have in our lives, so that our curses may become crosses and our crosses may truly become blessings. So welcome home, my beloved brothers and sisters. Okay, good evening again. Um, this is our second conference of, of three. Uh, it's called The Encounter. Uh, our first conference last week was about um, the, the time away from home where the younger son departed from, from his father's home and it went into the world. And, and, and we discussed how, how the son really, when, when he left, he, he thought he was you know, going, going away very victoriously, triumphantly. He gained his freedom. And, and he could finally live the life that he wanted. But sooner or later, after he used up all his money, he found that he, he, was, um, he was alone, no resources, and, and he was starving. And, but in, in, instead of going home, because he doesn't want to be embarrassed, he, he went even further into the city, into the, the distant country, and he became a, a worker in a pig farm. And, and as we discussed, as a Jewish man, um, tending the swine was, was really, really not, not um, good. And in fact, it defiled him. But yet, he chose to defile himself and to sell himself out, to prostitute himself out, instead of returning to the Father. But then we saw how the Holy Spirit really keeps working. Even when we seemingly choose to leave, the, leave our Father, um, it, he's still there with us. And and he finally came to his senses and he said, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get up. I have this speech. I'm going to make it to my father. And then um, I'm going to go and, and ask, for, ask for forgiveness, but to, to go home as a, um, as a hired worker and not a son because I, I am very undeserving of that. So, so that's where we left off last week. Now, last week was the bulk, was the bulk of the parable. Um, and that was focusing on the younger son. Today, we're going to focus on the father, but more so the father with the younger son as he approaches home. Um, so you, you can think about, about this way, that last week's point of view was the younger son. And this week's point of view is primarily the, the father. And next week, it's, it's mostly the older son, but also the father. Um, but this week... It's really about the father and 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 the father's role, the father's um, love, and and really how how that applies to us who who are baptized Christians who who call our God Father. So, hopefully, you will find it um, spiritually enriching. I know it 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 always each time I read this parable, it does it for me too. So so I hope to share a little bit of that with you. So I'm gonna start off by just. Um, so that was just a little um, recap. So now we'll begin with, with our prayer, as in all things. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. 
Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of our life and the gift of this day and for the gift of our faith. But more importantly, for the gift of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Please open our hearts this evening and our minds so that we may receive all the graces and all that you wish to speak to us this evening. May your love lead us home to you today and every day. You who with your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit are God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. So before I start, if you went to daily mass today or read, or read the readings, you would think you would you might remember that today's reading is actually the prodigal son. Of all readings, the, the daily reading for today was on the prodigal son. So so you if so if you did go to mass or watch the mass online or or listen on radio, today you'll be getting double dose of, of the prodigal son. All right. So let's let's get right into it. So I'm going to read this, and then we will um, devour each each word in, in line. While he was still a long way off, his father caught sight of him and was filled with compassion. He ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. But his father ordered his servants quickly Quickly bring the finest robe and um, put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Take the fattened calf and slaughter it. Then let us celebrate with a feast. Because this son of mine was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. And then the celebration began. So let's just take a moment. Um, to really think about, you know, some of the words that may have struck us, and 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 some phrases or 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 parts of of this passage that that really um, that you resonate with, and and hold on to those lines, and and see if as we go through the passage line by line, if if it mirrors what what is really happening inside. So let's just take a few minutes to to either reread it in our own own hearts or, or, or just to um, in the quiet of our hearts just ask the Lord to to um to, to come into our hearts. Ready? Let's let's dive into this. Um, it's these five verses, although short, but 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 very moving, and and very powerful. Okay. While still a long way off, his father caught sight of him and was filled with compassion. 
So while he was still a long way off, and 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 let's think about what the father may have been doing all this time. Was he just say, oh, you know, oh well, he wanted to, he wanted to go, let him go, and then I'll just go about and and, and do my thing, or, or you know, what could he have done? And we, and we weren't told how long um, this son of his was away. And so so the father must have um, been been praying, of course, right? But I just want to talk a little bit about the father when he let him let the son leave, right? When the father let the son leave, it wasn't because he didn't love him, right? But it was because he did. And if we think about in our own lives, love only makes sense. There's freedom, right? Because if there's no freedom, then it's it it, it, it it's not really love, right? It's 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 not a a an act of it's not a choice on our part, but but it was just something that we just need to do. So love must have it, it must have freedom. If there's no freedom, then it then, then there's no love, right? And and the father wouldn't force his love on his son. He 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 wouldn't force it. You know, you must stay. You're my son. You must stay. But instead, he in his love, he lets him go. Right. Because if the father did um, keep the younger son be at home and, 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 and clung to him, that would be disordered attachment and stubbornness and really possessiveness, which all are in love. Right? That's not perfect love. Perfect love is, is allowing, is yes, wanting what's good for them, but also giving them the freedom and the free choice to, to really discern what what that is so i can i can imagine those few days even before the son leaves these conversations right maybe he was saying to his son you know you know if you want to go you can i won't stop you but you will only find joys that will not last it may give you pleasure for a moment but it won't last you will find rejection you will find hurt and you may even find yourself very alone and depressed. But even if you go, this is still your home. And that is why I give you my inheritance. Because by giving you my inheritance, um, I am saying you are my son. And, and, and this is your home. What does, what does the son say? The son says, well, I, I still want to go. <laughs> right? That's what he says. I'm still going to go. And, and, and any parent here um, can, can attest to this or uncle like myself, right? You can um, want so much for your, ch your child to, to, to go on the right path, but, but ultimately um, they'll, they'll do what they want to do. Right? And and that's what the father experienced, and 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 he lets him go. Again, not because he didn't love him, but because he loved him, he let him go. So let us take a look um, at the verbs. Very rich, very rich verbs here, right? Caught sight of him. How did it, he? He didn't know it was going to be this day that he'll come back. Right? 
He didn't. There was no emails. There, there were no fax machines. There were no text messaging. He didn't know he was going to come home to it. But, but yet, he caught sight of him. He must have waited day in and day out, waiting for this son of his to come back. And the Greek usage of the word caught sight um, is used in a tense that, that, that does not signify a past action, a future action, or any time, but that it's an indefinite, an indefinite um, looking or, or seeing. So, so in the Greek, we can understand that his father was always indefinitely looking, looking for his son. And it, 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 it's, it, it's a beautiful image to know that we're being looked for, right? Um, I know sometimes we, um, being, being found or being looked for is, um, is, is a very moving um, encounter because it means you mean something. You mean something to someone. And, and this son didn't know how much he meant to the father until this moment that we will continue to unfold. And so the next verb is an even more interesting verb in the Greek. The word filled with compassion is literally, um, it, it means there's a, 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 a movement in, within the bowels, that it was a visceral, a visceral um, urgency, a visceral desire, wanting. Um, and, and, and so that's, that's what the father felt was, was this. His, his entire body, his entire being was waiting for this son of his to come back. And of course, in, in English or in Latin, we, we know that compassion also means to suffer with, right? Compassio, right? Um, and so when the son suffers, the father suffers. When a son was out there um, tending the swine, being mistreated, being manipulated, the father was also suffering. And we can know this, we, we can empathize with this because we know by our own experience that when we see someone that we love or care for go through a tough time, we wish so much that we could take that pain away and suffer it ourselves. If only I could take on her pain or his pain. And that's, that's what the father did. The father took on um, his pain. So the father just wasn't just waiting here, sitting on his chair, on his patio, waiting. Oh, is he coming home today? I guess not. No, but he was, he was right there with him. Where the father, where the son was, the father was also. But how did the son get to the place that he is now? Because of his, inher of his inheritance, right? That because the father never abandoned him, because the father never took away his identity, that he sustained him. The son was sustained because of his father's love. 
so much so with our own families, right? We may have experienced an estrangement with a family member or a good friend. And yet after many, many years maybe, um, they decide to come back and, and, and they reach out. There's always, the first thing that comes out isn't what took you so long in a mean way, but maybe in a joking way, but, but, but it's, it's always an expression of love, of compassion. I missed you. Right. So the father is really saying to the son, you are my son. And I don't care what you've done, where you've been, or how far away you've gone, or how long. I don't care about all that. All I care right now is that you're, you're here with me. And he does that with us too. God calls us his beloved. Even in, in our weakness, in our flaws, in our troubles, in our times of doubt even. He still says, I love you. And I love you not because you have perfect faith. I love you not because you go to Mass every Sunday. I love you not because you say the rosary every day. I love you because you are my beloved. And that's it. I don't love you because you went to confession. But I love you simply because I love you. And we're told that we often hear, the, you know, the, the very... Um, um, Popular phrase, God is love, right? God is love. But do we really think about what that means? What does God is love mean? Is that, oh, God is this warmy, fuzzy feeling? No, no, no. Love, this is love. Love sustains. True love sustains. True love casts out all fear, right? So when we say that God is love, what we're saying is that God could do nothing but love. God is love. God's essence is love. Anything that goes against love can't come from, can't come from God. That's what it means when we say God is love. Not that God, oh, God understands. God's already accepting. No, no, no. That is, yes. But more importantly, more deeply is that God, God's very essence and being is love. Love that has no end and no beginning. And that's why this father could wait day in and day out without complaining. Now, these next series of verbs are, 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 are very important. Right? He ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. Now, we see... There's an initiative on the father's part to go to his son, right? And I can only imagine, um, have you ever had that experience in your life where um, you've, you've been off track for some time, you've been away for some time, and for some reason you say, you know what, I... I I, I gotta go back. I gotta turn around. I gotta change my ways. I, I, something's not right, right? And you begin to turn around, turn your life around. And, and I, I, I can almost imagine that um, 
the Holy Spirit picking you up and bringing you home, right? That once you have that moment of conversion, the Holy Spirit comes to you, he lifts you up, and then he tries to ushers you back home. And I can I can just imagine the the meeting of of the younger son and, and and the father, how the Holy Spirit really lifts up the younger son and the father runs. Um And the father's running can be seen as a, a very embarrassing thing for him, right? We know that this father had a big home, right? He had a, lots of workers. He had lots of more food, in, you know, more than enough food to eat. So he must be pretty wealthy and pretty well-respected in, 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 in his society, right? Now imagine you see this wealthy man running, Maybe his his clothes not even completely fixed. But he's running. He's he's running to 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 this boy who has left him, who wished he was dead. Imagine the the ridicule his neighbors must have looked at him upon. With what are you, <laughs> why are you so happy that your son saw me? He wished you were dead and he took your money and ran. How can you run to him now and embrace him and kiss him? Does it make any sense? The father chose to associate himself with this wayward son. In the same way God chose to associate with sinners by taking on human flesh. And he said he came for sinners, not for the righteous. So the father assumed the son's shame and guilt, and sinfulness. What was most important to him wasn't what others may look at him with, or what they might see him as, or what they might think or say about him. That was the last thing that the father was thinking of. What the father was thinking of was his son. My son is home. I don't care what you think, right? My son's home. My beloved one, he's right here. He does so without hesitation because he knows that what the people say about him isn't what really defines him. The father, the father knows who he is. And he wants by this moment to remind the son of who he is. That even though you choose to reject yourself by leaving, here I am reminding you. I'm running to you because you are my son. The Father wishes to remind us of who we are today. He wants to remind us that we too are his beloved sons and daughters. But do we allow him to? Or do our pride and shame and, and um, weakness get in the way of that? So here is um, a little bit more play with the words. And and, and, and and that's why Greek is so beautiful because um, if, if you've ever studied Greek, you know that there are tenses um, for, for, for the verbs that, that, that can tell us many different things about the action or the timing. Um, and so ran and kissed here, these three, these two verbs, they are in um, a term that um, 
seemingly is a a completed, maybe it's a, a completed act. Yes, he ran, right? And yes, he kissed. But some would also say because it's a, it's a, it shares a tense with something else that it, it, it could also mean indefinite. But for but for this instance, we'd, we'll just take it as the book ends that the rain and the kiss were were a um, an act that was completed or or, or at least in, in the present. Now, the word that they use for for running isn't the same as as we would use. The Greek word for running here is 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 to exert oneself. He uses again because he loved with his entire being. He, in his entirety, ran to his son. His entire being was 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 exerted. And the key word here is embraced. The Greek word for for the embrace isn't just a hug. I mean, it 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 is it, it's, it's really. Um, is, is very specific. What it means is to fall upon the neck of the other, right? And the tense used here is an indefinite ongoing. That the father um, indefinitely embraces, indefinitely um, falls upon our neck, falls upon us sinners. He he takes us into himself eternally. And so, my brothers and sisters, our God is, is, is a God who comes to us. He's the one who, who draws near to us. So much so that he draws near to us, so much so that he died on a cross for us. He did this not because he wanted to show how powerful he was or that he could do it. He drew near to us so that we can draw close to him. But do we? Do we draw close to him or do we just say, oh, well, you know, it's, it's nice. It's a nice sentiment that God does this, but I'm just not feeling it, right? Or, or, or do you? Right? And, and, and it's something that, that, that we need to really think about. Uh, many oftentimes when when we um, well I, I guess I can only say in my own experience when 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 you are treating someone nicely or kindly or or you buy them a gift or you say oh here's a coffee for you you would say well um, what's the catch <laughs> right what do I what do I need to do for, what what favor what favor do you want from me right what do you need me to do for you and um, and there is there isn't a catch. The father runs to us not because he needs anything from us, right? He runs to us because he wants us to know how much he, the son there, and we are loved. And how much more he wants to give to us. Because the son thought that the inheritance that he received was more than enough. I need, no, I need nothing else more from you. All I need is my share and, and that's enough. But the father is saying, is saying, no, you, I have so much more that I want to give to you, so much more. And we will see this next week in the third conference about, about the, the possessions and the true inheritance that the father really gives to them. You know, he, he, he runs to us because he wants to give something to us, give something so much more than we can ever imagine. 
But now what are some things that prevent ourselves from running back to him? Our sins? Is there something in our past that we're embarrassed of, shame, ashamed of? Um, what is it? Is there some fear, some anxiety, some doubt? Maybe we're not even sure if we want the Lord to, to embrace us. But we need to know and, 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 and really internalize the, the truth that he comes to us because he loves us and that whatever fear, whatever sin that's really paralyzing us, he has conquered already. That he showed us, you know, many times in our own interactions with people, we'll say, well, we'll prove it, show it, right? Prove it. God had no, um, he had no need to, but he did. Look at the cross. He had no need to prove us anything, us, we, uh, his creatures, but he chose to, right? This much, this is how much I love you. And as St. Paul tells the Romans, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. We can substitute the son and him with ourselves. He ran to me, he embraced me, and he kissed me. And just take 10, 20 seconds, just imagining the father running to me, individual, to, to you, and embracing you, his face falling upon your neck and kissing you. Let that sink in. Let that sink in. I mean, think, think, think about what is happening here. This young man who lost everything after rejecting his father, coming home in, 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 in probably holes in his clothes and with no sh shoes because he has no money. Imagine, just, just imagine what's happening here. The, the, the intense love that's really being expressed here that, that a man who wished you were dead comes by your door and you're rushing to him. Think about the powerful encounter of, of, of that. How much love must have been required for that? And now we have um, the sun response, right? 
because the son has a a rehearsed response, right? Like, okay, I must tell him this. And, and so he, his son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. Sinning. Sinned. Sinning is really about people, right? It's not really about objects. It, it is always about someone whom we have sinned against. Sin is always a sin always involves people's feelings getting hurt and bonds being broken and ruptured. Sin is uniquely uniquely human. And this son for the first time in his life acknowledged that. He acknowledged that he hurt his father. He and he hurt himself and he hurt God in heaven. How much courage it must have taken this young man, probably in his very young, maybe 20s or, or very young, and, 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 and to really let down his pride and clothe all humility to do this. He couldn't have done it on his own, right? It, it must have been the work of the Holy Spirit. It must have been the work of love. So love, my friends, can move us to conversion. Love truly then does conquer all evil and fear. Now, a little wordplay here again. In English, we see he says that, Father, I have sinned against you, against heaven and against you. But in the Greek, it's actually two different verbs. I mean, not verbs, two different um I'm not even sure what part of speech it is, but, but the word against is not repeated in the Greek. What it says in the Greek is that, Father, I have sinned against heaven, yes, but not against you. In the Greek, the, the word used is, is, is um, almost like um, before you, before your eyes, before your presence, you know, that, 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 that I acknowledge, Father, that I've sinned against God in front of you. So there is a shame that the son experiences that 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 because I sinned in your presence, that I am not that I am not deserved. I am not deserving to be called your son. Do you see that relationship? That it is the sin against God that, that happens before the eyes of the Father that, that makes this son be moved to make this confession of this acknowledgement of his sins. It is in the presence of his Father that he finally sees himself for who he is. An undeserving creature, but yet embraced. Father, I have sinned against heaven and before your eyes and in your presence. It is before the eyes of his father that he finally sees himself. 
He seeks reconciliation. Doesn't that make you see this verse a little differently? That it, that it's just not it's 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 not just a rehearsing. Oh, yes, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. But that I am wrong. It is so important to me because this sin was against heaven before you. Be, you know, and 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 most children growing up, they really want their parents to be proud of them. They want their parents to 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 be at their games, to to see them hit their first home run, to see them do they 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 do all these things in the presence of their parents because they want that encounter of, of, of feeling loved, right? And, and the son here is, 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 is seeing that again, but, but now he is now saying, I wish so much for you to see me for who I am. And I'm sorry. How moving. How powerful, how how much it ought to make us think and really ponder about the the friendships or the relationships in in our own lives. You know, um, bringing in some bring in some philosophy. You know, I, I think it was Aristotle who says, you know, our friends should be. A mirror of yourself, right? That that in the presence of of, of a friend, you should, you should really see yourself. And of course, before his father, he should see himself. But 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 he sees that there is this disconnect. Why why are you, father, there? And 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 if I'm your son, why why am I like this here? He finally saw that disconnect, and now he seeks reconciliation. But what does the father do? Does he say, yeah, I know you're wrong, but that's okay. Right? No. He cuts him off. Because if you notice in the in the um previous conference, we, we got to the part where we see the son rehearsing, right? That that he said that there's a second part to this, that he was gonna say, please treat me as one of your hired workers. But the father didn't even let him get there. He says, "I don't you know, nice confession, but right." And so um, the father cuts him off. And this is what Saint Athanasius has to say about this confession. He says, "When he confesses like that, he will be considered worthy of more than he, that than that for which he prayed." Right? Because he prayed when he was still with the pigs. He prayed that his father would take him in as a worker. But when he confesses from the bottom of his heart, from the bottom of his very being, when you confess and acknowledge you have missed the mark, that you have done wrong, that you have somehow rejected the person who loves you, that, 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 that you will get much more than you have ever imagined. This son wishes only and prayed for only to be a worker. But the father said what? This is what the father's response was. But his father quickly ordered his servants, quickly bring the finest robe 
and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. He doesn't clothe his workers with the finest robe, let alone a ring. Or even sandals. What is this father doing? What is this father really doing? We see the word there's a, a quickly, without delay, quickly. Right? Right, right, right now, you know, I, it's, it's sort of like the, the father's been like, I've been waiting my whole life for this woman. Come on, hurry up, hurry up. Right? Well, the son asks again to be only for a worker. The father says, okay, but I'm going to give you all of this. So what is he really doing? He is restoring the son's identity as son. He reminds the son, you're no worker. You're my son. Because when he rejects his identity as son, he's really also rejecting the father. So no, he says, no way, no way. You're not a worker because if you're a worker, then I'm just your boss. And clearly that's not right. I'm your father. So you're my son. So when the son asks for work, the father gives him life. We can think of this as restoring um, the sonship that we sometimes may have rejected by our sinfulness because we're called, we share in the divine sonship of Jesus, right? Because Jesus came to earth, we can dare be called the children of God, right? But we can sometimes reject that. When we choose sin, we're saying, no, thank you, God. When we choose to be mean and kind and, and, and malicious, we're saying, that's beneath me. I can do this. So there are times when we reject that sonship, that sheer of that sonship. We reject that. And that's what, and that's why we need confession because confession restores that. It brings us back to into right relationship with Jesus and right relations with the Father. This is confession. And this is absolution. And this is how now this isn't um, in, in any commentary, but but through prayer, this is what I this is what I personally uh, think the robe ring and sandals mean. You you can disagree, you can you know, so you take it or leave it. But but this is what this is what I um, have come to 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 read this as as how it really fits into the the restoration of the sonship, the finest robe. We can think about robe as, a, as as king, right? King, king wear robes. But also, we also see people wearing a robe-like garment at mass, right? The priest. Ring, a symbol of royalty. So a king. And sandals, so that you can go and preach the gospel as a prophet. Right? So priest... Prophet and king. This is a threefold office of Christ. That when we we're baptized, we're, we're baptized as priest, prophet, and king. And 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 I just see this very um this theme sticking out to me that this is the priest, prophet, and king that, that the son has been invited to share again. 
So the father is again restoring the son's identity as son, as priest, prophet, and king. But now the other question is, does he deserve it? Does he? No. Quite frankly, the answer is no. And neither do I. And I'm sorry, but neither do you, right? We don't deserve. We don't deserve any of this. We don't deserve a share to participate in God's divine life. We, we, we don't. Who are we? Right? But yet the Father says, oh, I know. But here I give it to you, right? Because we don't deserve it. And God gives it to us. That's a gift and grace, right? So I want, I, and there's no hesitation. The father does not hesitate, does not delay. He says, quickly, 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 quickly. And that's how the Lord treats us when we turn back to him. Is quickly. Come here. Let me hug you. Let me embrace you. Let me kiss you. Let me tell you how much I love you. The father is quick to forgive, we're told. And we can see that here. He wants nothing than to draw us back into communion with him and to restore us to, to who we really are. And that is why confession is so important. Because it is by confession, by the sacrament of reconciliation, are we really put back on the right path. That we really come home from the distant country we return to the Father. That's confession. So my brothers and sisters, the journey, the journey from the distant country to the Father's house, that's our way of conversion, moving back. And the Father can't wait. So take advantage of the sacrament. The priest should be welcoming, not scolding. If you do, find a different priest. Because the priest shouldn't, um, shouldn't say, what? Right? He, should, he, should, he should welcome you, welcome you home without hesitation. And I think the, the priests at our parishes uh, here um, who, who are um, you know, joining us tonight, the parishes that you are, we are from, we have priests who, who do that. So do not, do not be too long away from, from the Lord as a son was. God won't bite. When he, he may hug you a bit more tightly, but he won't bite. So he's waiting for you. How will we respond? So as if that's not enough, he takes a fattened calf and slaughters it. Right? And of course, we should see here the fattened calf as a, a symbol of Jesus, the Lamb of God who was sacrificed for us. The Father was willing to slaughter this fattened calf, which probably was, was a prized calf, was probably worth a lot of money. But he was willing to slaughter it for, for, for this wayward son. 
think about that. That 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 the most prized possession of the father he gave up just because this lost son of him of his re returned. That's what God does for us. For 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 we undeserving wayward children. He gave up his most precious possession, his only begotten son. How much the father loves us that he makes that sacrifice. And how much Jesus loves us that he conforms his human will to the divine will to allow himself to be slaughtered. St. Athanasius, now I didn't put this up there, but St. Athanasius in his commentary about this verse, um, this is what he says. He says that when we return to the Father in, in, in this manner, you know, acknowledging our sins and, 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 and fully sincere and contrite, he says that the Father begets us anew in the image of the glory of Christ. Right? That, that, that he washes us washes our sins away, and he makes us anew. He makes us, we are made new in Christ. With Adam, the human race was lost in sin, but now we are found in Christ. Now this son who has returned home, who has been restored to sonship, is now found again. Because now he knows who he really is. I am the son. I am the son of this father. So he is made new again. So how 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 beautiful, how beautiful do we see this? Will we? What do we do when 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 someone has hurt us, um, and 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 um, they come and seek forgiveness? Are we like? Are we like? Oh, of course. Here, you know, take, take no. We don't do that, right? We're not that generous as 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 God is. But 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 God, that is how He treats us. He doesn't withhold anything from us. He doesn't withhold his only begotten son. He withholds nothing from us. But we need to receive it. We need to want it. We need to want to seek that reconciliation. So if we haven't gone to confession recently, I encourage you, take this opportunity during Lent to go and and seek that grace, seek that love. Because what comes next, when we do, is a celebration. That celebrates with a feast, the Father says. But this comes after the slaughter of, of the calf, right? It is only after all of that has taken place can we celebrate. Now, in the Greek, um, the word used here for feast is, is actually a verb. So we, um, it could be translated as then let us rejoice, let, let us be merry after the, the, the calf had been slaughtered. Now we can be merry, right? Because the sacrifice always leads to a celebration, right? 
The mass is a celebration. The Eucharist is a celebration. One of thanksgiving. To celebrate is to give thanks. We celebrate every 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 day the gift of life and and and, and the gift of of the Lord's sacrifice. We give thanks for that. But within this context, who give thanks for what? The Father gives thanks for the Son for returning home to him safe and sound. And the Son give thanks for having such a loving Father, for having been loved so deeply. And like the um, and like Abraham, and like Abraham, when he was asked to sacrifice his only son, and God tells him, "No, don't, Abraham, do not lay your hands on 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 this child." What does he does instead? He offers a sacrifice to give thanks. This Lenten season, what are we sacrificing for having been so loved? I know, so, you know, during Lent, sometimes we, we, we give up chocolate, we give up um, soda. But as you know me, I, I, I can't give up my iced tea. So that's not what I'm giving up. All right. But, but I, I want to challenge you to, 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 to dig deeper. Because a sacrifice isn't something, isn't always about giving something up. It could be, what can I do more? Or what can I do instead of? Right? Maybe instead of watching this show, I can read the scriptures. Maybe instead of um, um, doing my regular routine on Saturday, I can go help out at the shelter. Or maybe I can spend 10 minutes every day doing some spiritual reading instead. So sacrifice doesn't always mean to, to give something up. All right? So, so I, 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 I invite you to, to think about that. We, we still have a lot of time left in, in Lent. It's not too late to start. And maybe you can read this book, <laughs> The Parable of the Prodigal Son. Now, this is book. This is the book where it all began for me. This is why um, I am so moved by the by, by this parable. Is because of Father Henry Nouwen's book, The Return of the Prodigal Son. My entire spirituality, my entire, even my vocational discernment, was heavily influenced by this, by this moving encounter. Um. So that's a book that I would recommend if you have nothing else to do and you want to do something for Lent. Read this. Read this. Um, but why does he celebrate? For all the reasons that, that, we, just, that we just mentioned. But let's just, let's just hear what, what the Father says in here. He celebrates because this son of his was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. 
the son and separating himself from the father, lost his identity, squandered his inheritance, and planted himself in the realm of death, of darkness, of sin. He put himself in the absence of God. To be lost is to be dead. But the word that they used for come to life again was is the same word as rose from the dead. He resurrected. It's the same word that we use as resurrection in Greek is this very word. He has come to life again. But I want to focus. I, I know we're getting a little close to um wait. It is eight o'clock, but I'm gonna keep going. It won't be as long as last time, but I but I, I just, just want to finish finish this here. Um found. To be found implies that there's a what? A seeker, right? To be found implies there must be a seeker. Some um, versions of the scriptures has titled this parable the parable of the lost son. Right? Have you ever lost something or lost someone? Maybe a parent losing a child in the mall or or um, or um, and in the previous two parables before this we see the parable of the lost coin and lost sheep. Have you lost something and 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 we're always trying to find it. Mary and Joseph finding Jesus in the temple, right? What really matters here when, when, when the seeker finds the salt or the lost? What really matters? Does the parent, well, yes, they may get upset and say, what were you, where were you, blah, blah, blah. But at the heart of it, what really matters most is what? They were found, right? What matters most is that the lost thing or lost person has been found. Everything else fades away. I can imagine, um, I, not imagine I can remember um, I, 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 um, I've, I couldn't, I was trying to find someone and for a very long time I, I, I reached out, I couldn't find this person. I, I don't know what happened. Finally, I think it was about two months I, I tracked them down and I found them. So, so, and, and so, where were you? But all the anger, all the nasty words I could have said, all melted and said, it was, I'm glad you're here. Right. So the father, as much as he may have been in pain and hurt, he says, it doesn't matter. Your home. And the father, when he sees us coming before him, he says, I know you've messed up. Who hasn't? I know you may have said some unkind words. Then say more unkind, then say more kind words now. You may have thought some unhealthy thoughts. Then think healthier ones. You may have hurt someone's feelings. Then go say you're sorry. No sin, no fault, 
no past of ours can be so bad for God to rejoice when we return to him. None. We're told that when a sinner returns to heaven, the multitude of angels and saints rejoice. They don't say, oh, oh, wow, look at his, his sheet of sins. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, they don't do that. They, someone's here, they rejoice. Right? And that's how it is for each one of us, my brothers and sisters. God doesn't count our sins against us as some sort of, 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 of tallying up. When we come to him in the sacrament, when we come to him, kneeling before him, asking for forgiveness and to seek reconciliation, he says, okay, let's do this. You may say all these sins that you may commit, he says, okay, all right, let's go celebrate. And that's what they did. And the celebration began. What is this celebration really? Is is communion, right? Is communion with God and with one another. This celebration is 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 one that um, transcends all of our imaginings, all all, all of our our our. Um, Notions or or, or, or or concepts of 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 any celebration. This celebration, this celebration, it can't even be described in words. Heaven, right? The celebration in heaven is 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 one in which God invites all of us. But like the Father, He won't force it on us because He loves us. And many people say, you know, if, you know, if God really loves you, if God really loves us, what is, why does this happen? Why does that happen? Again, without freedom, there can be no love. We need to choose to go back. We need to choose to love. We need to choose. Yes, you and I can, we know that to love is a choice. I can choose to hate someone or to love someone. It's my choice, right? We know the right thing to do is to love, but we don't always choose that. So if each time I chose not to love, I wouldn't be here if God wasn't merciful. You know, and, and, and people, people always say, you know, Oh, well, that's not fair. God's not fair sometimes, they say. You're right, he's not fair. Because if, he, if he's fair, we would all not be here. If God was fair, we would not be here. We would be in, you know, H-E double hockey stick, as, as Sister Regina would tell me in, in, in high school. That's where we would be. If God was a fair God... He wouldn't be here. So be grateful that God's not a fair God, but he's a loving God and a merciful God and an all-powerful God. So never say, God, you're not fair. Say, yes, thank God you're not a fair God, right? 
Because if he's if he's a fair one, I don't know what will happen to us. Fairness isn't love. Equity isn't love. Equality isn't love. Love is 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 something in its own in its own um, domain in, in its own um, league. Love can't be compared with anything else. And that's what God has for each one of us. He didn't, uh, fairness, we, we shouldn't want fairness with God. We should want his love. So the next time someone says, God's not fair, you say, yes, and be grateful he's not fair. <laughs> All right. Um, let me look on this screen. Is it, um, I, I know I promised you I won't go much longer, but I'd have a few more things. Do you mind if I if 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 I um go for at least five or ten minutes? Is, is that okay? If it's okay, you could put, you know, um, I don't know what to do it. It's some sort of thumbs up or something, just so I know, because I don't wanna I can't see anything. If there are no um objections, I think okay, all right. And if you can't stay, you know, feel free to to go again. This will be available later um I, I, there was some there's a very um, interesting thing well first okay first let us look at the let us look at the um the picture here for a second i i i i want you to take a look at this picture um let me see okay oh pick a picture i mean take a look at the um the sun Look at him. His shoes is falling off. <laughs> he has no shoes. Look at his clothes all dirty and ripped. And... So this is a state when he returns. And yet the father welcomes him. He embraces him. Now take a look more closely at um, this. Take a look at at the hands take a look at the hands let me see if we can do this um what's this spotlight what does this mean what's this uh, okay oh never mind let me go back <laughs> i don't know how to do this um okay never mind all right take a look at um at the hands here there's two different people right they came in this, the same person's hand do you see that do you see um, this hand in comparison to this hand if I clear this Rembrandt, in 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 his um, wisdom, in his, you know, this was uh, so. Let, just let me give you a quick thirty seconds of um, of Rembrandt's life. Um, early on in his life, he 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 was an, a, a a painter who 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 wanted like like all other. Wanted to succeed. Wanted to 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 
to be known, to be popular, to make a lot of money, right? So, and so his paintings were not like this. It was like the painting I showed you last week of the young prodigal son with, with his wife, or not wife, maybe just one of the, the ladies he, he was visiting that night. So this is really uncharacteristic of Rembrandt's early work. Because Rembrandt, in the course of his life, he's lost wife, his wife and his children. When he died, he had nearly no money. But he didn't care. He, 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 he had a change of heart in his life, a conversion that making a living of money wasn't the most important thing. The most important thing was, was how to really portray of family and friends and um, um, friendships in, in, in the most authentic way. And what he did here was that he drew on the father, the hand, uh, the hand of a father, strong and a mother's arm that's tender. That in the father, he affirms and he embraces, right? Compare it with the son last week who uses his hands to grasp and seize. The father uses his hands to embrace, to comfort, to bless, and to give. And I'll take a look back at this picture of... Um, how do I do this? We see off to the side here is the older son, which we'll get into next week. You can see that the older son, he's standing away from a platform. He says, I want nothing. I want nothing to do with, with this. You're associating yourself with, with someone who, who, who use up all your money and, 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 and on, on prostitutes and all these, and now you embrace him? He says, I want, I, want, I want nothing to do with that. I will, I will not associate myself with this. Unlike what the father did. We're told that the older son re represents the Pharisees. Who looked, at, who, who looked from the outside and just judged. And saying, how dare you eat with sinners? If you call yourself, you are a man of God. How dare you eat with sinners? How dare you associate with them? But the Father and Jesus, they don't pay, they don't pay them any mind. He says, I've come for the sinners, not the righteous. It is those who are sick who needs a physician. I've come to love. And next week we will get into um, this, this character over here. But one more thing is a, a, a very interesting thing um, in in commentaries is that people have said that um, the younger son is, is, is actually Jesus. That it was Jesus who came from heaven and came to this distant country and, and lived amongst, lived in the midst of all the filth 
and sin and dirt. He defiled himself willingly so that he can bring us home to the Father. That's another interpretation of, of, the, of the prodigal son. Is, is that Jesus himself was a prodigal son who came down from heaven so, so that he can bring us back home to the Father. A little interpretation. I, I thought I shared it with you. I thought that was quite interesting that 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 um and and, and father now and um talks about that in in this book um uh pages um 87 and on so and i'm um i'm sorry 53 not that you have the book but i'm just, I'm just wondering in case you wanted to um so here we are there was a celebration, there was a reconciliation, but we were told that the father has two sons. The younger was dead and was lost, but now is found and alive again. But what about the other one? And that's where we will pick up next week with the other son. Um, let me end it. Then Heather, stop the, where is it? Stop recording, okay. Hello there. Thank you for joining us this evening. Uh, I apologize um, because I realized I cut the recording short before um, including the closing prayer. So I thought I'd come back and pray with you. So let us pray. Loving Father, we thank you for the gift of, of this time together. We thank you for the gift of um, our life and our family and our friends, but most of all for the gift of your Son. Thank you for the love and mercy that, that you continue to show us unconditionally, even when we do not deserve it. We thank you for, for loving us from all eternity. Lord, you who led the Israelites from the land of slavery, the land of Egypt, through the Red Sea into the place that you promised them, lead us to this land, away from the, the distant country that we have placed ourselves in. And lead us out of that place of sin and darkness and, and evil and, and lustful passion. And bring us into the land of life. The realm of light and life and of love. We ask you to continue to watch over us and journey with us as you did with the Israelites. You who, have, who with the Son and the Holy Spirit are God forever and ever. Amen. Thank you again for joining us, and um, until next time, take care and God bless. Bye-bye. For more audios, videos, blog entries, and other resources, please visit us at www.belovedsonministry.org.